7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Very good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On on the back of what's been a black weekend in sport following the passing of Springbok legend Chester Williams who was a hero to many of us, the first black player people got to see playing for the Springboks and if you look at the tributes that have been pouring in you would have seen how many players said Chester made them believe that one day they can don the green and gold for the Springboks. The likes of Tendarai Chavanga were tweeting JP uh, Peterson and you might remember that one Danny Craven once stated that the Springbok would never be shared with with other people and I'm sure we know what that means and that just tell you what kind tells you what kind of a hero Chester Williams was to many people out there well we will remember our hero tonight Chester Williams by speaking to his 1995 teammate Joel Stransky will also speak to family spokesperson Minister Patricia DeLille and will also get a word uh, from the Cheetahs Curry Cup coach Franco Smith who has agreed to speak to us after their 31-28 victory over the Golden Lions in Saturday's final and then later on on the show we'll talk a bit of tennis again tonight because coach Jeff Kutsia has done it again with his doubles team of Sebastian Cabal and Robert Farrow of Colombia. They won their second successive Grand Slam. The Wimbledon champions defeating Marcel Granolas and Horacio Zabalos 6-4 and 7-5 under the roof on Arthur Ashe Stadium. Also a special mention has to go to wheelchair tennis player KG Munjana who was on our show um, I think a week or two ago as she reached the final of the US Open with the doubles partner Sabine Ellerbrock of Germany but lost to the Dutch pair of David De Groot and Anik van Knot 2-6 and Love 6 but if you remember that interview we had with KG she did say that she's been reaching semi-finals so many times and the next step for her now would be to get to the final and that she's reached now her first ever Grand Slam final and it can only get better from here so well done uh, to KG if you want to weigh in on any of our conversations tonight you can always call us on 0891 104 our SMS line is 41391 and we take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. For those on social media, we're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On. And once again, the reason we use that hashtag is just that it will be easier for me to be able to find the tweets when you tweet about the show. So we're going to speak to Minister Patricia DeLille up next as we remember Chester Williams. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. So the news broke on Friday while we, while we were still on air um, about the sudden passing of Chester Williams caught a lot of people uh, obviously by surprise just at the age of 49. He was fit, he was a coach and uh, tonight let's speak to the Public Works uh, and Infrastructure Minister Patricia Delel who's also the spokesperson for the Williams family. Um, Auntie Pet, good evening from us and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabitha. How are you doing? We're fine, thanks, Auntie Pet. You're very close to the family. I understand you were just there a few minutes ago. How is everyone holding up during this difficult time? Well, they're holding up uh, fine so far. We are just busy putting all the arrangements together and had all the family consultations. So we will have a memorial service at the University of Western Cape at 1 o'clock on Wednesday. And then on Thursday at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, the people of Paul will come together at the Borland uh, Cricket Stadium. And then on Saturday at at 12 p.m., we will be having the final funeral service at the Newlands uh, Rugby Grandstand in Cape Town, 
um, and thereafter there will be a private cremation by the family. And you so, said, the, uh, so, yes. sorry, but you said that funeral is on Saturday because I've seen some reports saying it's on Friday. Yeah, no, no, it, it, the, the first one has been, as I said, on Friday, but, you know, after all the family came together, because uh, now grief is going to be on Saturday. And and we, we, we did issue a, a correction today. Okay. At Saturday, 12 p.m. Um, at the Newlands uh, Rugby Stadium. Mm. And, uh, Auntie Pet, I mean, are you able to tell us if Mr. Williams died of a heart attack, um, as as it's been reported over the past few days? Is that confirmed now? Yes, we, we have done an autopsy, and, and the doctors confirmed he had a massive heart attack. And the doctor said even if we had brought him in an hour before the time, um, because of his heart condition, he had an, a, a, a large heart. Um, and, and, and that was uh, that caused uh, the heart attack. And um, but otherwise, he's, he's been a very fit person. He, he went to gym in the morning with his with his friends, mm. um, and he's been very healthy. So it was a great shock to all of us that you know he could have died of such a massive heart attack. Was he at home when he complained of this chest pains on Friday? Yes, he was at home. Um, he went to gym in the morning with his, his kids. And then in the afternoon, he, he, he felt a pain on the chest. And, and he told his wife, and she said, come and go to the doctor. And he said, no, no, you'll be fine. And then five minutes later, the pain got worse. Um, and they, they, he ran down to the car, and his wife got in. They just lived about two minutes away from the Panorama Hospital. And she drove in there quickly, and when she arrived, the paramedics uh, tried to resuscitate him, and they did um, oxygen, they did everything. They tried their level best, hmm. but unfortunately, he passed away. And we also heard over the weekend that Chester's sister was also in hospital. Um, is that correct? How is she, and was it also heart-related complications? Yes, it's definitely like that. Um, his sister was admitted to uh, Tiger Book Hospital about two weeks ago uh, to wait for an open heart transplant. Um, they've now finally given her date that they are going to do it this coming week. So he just went to go and visit his sister the Thursday before he died because the previous Friday she also got a heart attack. And then his one brother... Um, uh, previously died mm. of, of, of a heart attack. Um, his, his late mom had also had a heart condition. So, so it just seemed to be a genetic. It could be in the family. Mm. But his father is devastated. You know, he, Chester was his hero. He put everything into the career of Chester as, as a rugby player when it was difficult in those years, you know, to afford to get him into the right coaches and all of that. So his dad, his dad is, is also very, very uh, devastated. And for you, Auntie Pet, I mean, it must be hard for you. How long have you known uh, Chester and the family for? I know Chester for many years, but I only met him uh, in, the, in, in the early 1990s when he became the first uh, black springbok. Mm. Uh, you know, he got, he used to play for Western Province Rugby and then got capped. 
And then, of course, you know, the famous 1995 World Cup where he was also the only black player on the team. Uh, and then the victory of, of our Springbok team in 1995. But then I actually knew his wife before him. And when they started dating, uh, we used to be together a lot of times. I mean, I was um, the witnesses at their wedding and we spent many times together. But I loved Chester because he was always just this humble person. You know, great humility very compassionate and and the two of us could get along very well because I, I talk a lot and he's a very good listener and so we've just got on close over the years and then his lovely, lovely twins were born 15 mm. years ago um, and when nobody wanted to employ him in South Africa uh, he finally took up a post job in Romania yes. and he also coached in Japan and in Uganda and uh, I spoke sit down with him one day and he said Chester is not worth the while, your children are growing up and it would be good to have a father there, you're missing up and they're growing up so quickly um, and I said it's not worth the while, the money, I said stay home, we will find something for you um, and you know many times he thanked me for that advice because he could now get involved in, in Matthew's uh, own uh, soccer training, rugby training. He could take them to school and fetch them. And he started small business initiatives that he was also successful with um, until he then got uh, the head coach job at the University of the Western Cape. And again, you know, he showed, um, he took the team at UWC uh, for the first time in the history to, to participate in the, in the university's league mm-hmm. here in the Western Cape. So he's always put his best foot forward, but it was always about other people, not himself. Mm. I was about to ask, his rugby career is well documented, but as a man, what have we lost here in Chester Williams? You know, uh, Chester put a lot back into the community. About five years ago, he started the Chester Williams Foundation, of which I'm a trustee. And um, he started um, raising funds and recruited young up-and-coming rugby players from poor communities um, that he sponsored scholarships for them. He also put back a lot into his own community in the Swatter mm. Camp that's named after him. And and so he's being a, a, a human being with a very, very good heart and has really plowed back a lot into his community. You know, his last initiative now with this year um, yes. that they've made in his name and that um, all the proceeds of that is going to go into the Chester Williams Foundation so that we're able to sponsor more young uh, boys to... To, to get into rugby and to put more back into the community. So, you know, uh, he belonged to the whole of South Africa. And, you know, we can be very proud of what, what he has put in himself on behalf of his country. Well, you mentioned uh, the beer. He was due to have to head over to Japan soon to promote that beer. He he went on social yes. media a couple of days ago, and even the pop coach Rasi Rasmus was saying that he was going to watch some of their games. I'm sure he was looking forward to this time of the year. Definitely. And, you know, we were waiting for him to come back from Japan and then we we're going to start planning his 50th, 50th. birthday. 
Um, and, and, you know, it, it, there was just so much, so much life and so many things that he still wanted to do. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I saw the, the producer of, of the beer yesterday and he told me everything is sold up in Japan and in the country. So it's mm. a good initiative that he's put back the proceeds of that into, into his community. And as we wrap up, Auntie Pat, what can South Africans in the next generation learn from Chester Williams' story? He was a real nation builder. He crossed many barriers, the race barrier. You know, as in sport, he was a unifier. You know, sports normally unify us as South Africans. And, and, and Chester played a big role there. I mean, very few people knew what he had to go through being alone, a black person on the rugby fields and off the rugby fields. Um, and, and he wrote a book. Uh, he will be remembered for his humbleness, for his humility, for, you know, he was a very shy person too, but a, a, a definitely a very loyal, patriotic South Africa. Now, the, uh, the late Tata Mandela uh, was also very fond of him. Um, you know, you can see it. It's a house there. There are photos with Tata Madiba and his babies. And, and Tata Madiba also motivated him to get more peak, uh, players of color mm. to come, come into the Springbok team. Well, once again, our condolences and depend to you and to the rest Thanks, of the family. Sister. And we will Thank spread you, the word about the memorial service and the funeral. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. That is um, the Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure and spokesperson for the Williams family, uh, Patricia DeLille. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Still remembering Chester Williams here. If you have any memories, anything you want to share, feel free to call us 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 41391. And we do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Before we speak to another iconic figure of South African sport, not just rugby, let's just remind you of the legend that is Chester Williams. South Africa with one player running off the ball at pace. On this occasion, there's Pinard just to take the brunt of that first tackle South Africa have got numbers on the outside now he has a real chance that's great running by Javier Chester Williams will score and for the fourth time South Africa have a chance this is a long pass can Cooper make something of us and Pinar back inside is Chris so running off the ball beautifully there was Ruben Cooper Chester Williams will score Trial number two for Chester Williams. What a remarkable opportunity that has been given this man. He has a chance for Chester Williams. Can Williams get in? Great running by Chester Williams. Hat-trick for him. First Rugby World Cup match. And we can just hear what a popular man Chester Williams is here at Ellis Park as the people shout out. Chester Williams takes over the the scrum off position and has he scored yes it seems like that try will be credited to Chester Williams try number four he came back into the squad and four tries he scored well, I'm sure most of us will remember exactly which game uh, that was. That's when he really made his mark on the international scene, Chester Williams. And we'll speak to another legend of the game now, a former teammate of Chester, Joel Strangsky, who joins us on the line. Joel, good evening, sir. Thanks for joining us during this difficult time. Teresa, good evening. Yeah, it's been tough, hasn't it? It's, uh, 
been a tough couple of months actually with Chrissy yeah. John Small and Mark Batchelor and now Chevy, you know, Johnny Craig. It's been it's been a tough time for all South Africans and and obviously right now with, with, with Chester, you know, he was such a wonderful human being, great rugby player and legend of the game, but but such a wonderful human being and a great husband and great father and uh, he is sorely missed already. And as we heard, we just spoke to Patricia DeLille now who speaks on behalf of the family, Joel. I mean, it must have come as a shock to you as it did to everybody else at the age of 49. he just come back from the gym. He was fit, active and coaching. Yeah, it's a massive shock. And in fact, about a year ago, we both ran the Cape Town Marathon. Yes. And, uh, we were, you know, both quite excited to be out there and running. And obviously, he's a fitness, he was a fitness fanatic and, and probably more gym-oriented than there's endurance sports, but um, you know, you, you, for someone who is that active and that strong and that fit and who's out there coaching and looking after himself, it, uh, it, it came as a huge shock to all of us. And you say your first interaction with Chester Williams, Joel, was in 93 when you guys toured Australia. Everybody remembers the 95 Rugby World Cup, but what can you share with us about that tour? Yeah, so obviously, you know, we played against each other a little bit and I was at the Sharks and then I moved to Cape Town and... Yeah played more with them, but we really only, I suppose, got to know each other a little bit on that 93 tour to Australia for, for both of us, and for Tennis Lenny, who mm. also passed away a year, a couple of years ago from motor neuron disease. You know, we we all got initiated together, and um, we all, you know, played in the same team, and we became quite good friends, and, you know, the one thing I'll say about Chesie, he always had time for everyone. He was a real kind person, he, he was a great rugby player, huge talent, great team man but he always had a smile and he always had time to chat and that's the sign of a, a true gentleman And for those, I mean, uh, Coach Russell spoke a couple of days ago saying that some of his squad members were too young to remember Chester but they've seen highlights, for those who've never seen him play, what kind of a player would you say he was and what made him uh, special? So I think in life there are people who are born with great talent and there are people who are born with good talent and who work hard. Mm. And Chesie was obviously super talented, but Chesie was a was a worker. Chesie put the hours in and he made sure he went and, and worked extra hard. He wasn't the biggest player on the field. We always teased him about having no calves. He wasn't the fastest winger that ever lived. He probably wasn't the most skillful player that ever played the game. But boy, he worked really hard. You know, he made sure he was always one of the fittest in the squad. He made sure he was always practicing his skills afterwards and before. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, hard work pays dividends. So when he got on the field, he was able to to uh, do his thing and do it, do it brilliantly. But but he was a player who's you know, he wore his heart on his sleeve. But boy, he worked hard. He was a real crafter. Mm, I guess it came as no surprise then in 94, he was named as, let's say, Rugby Player of the Year. No, no surprise. You know, he had a great season. He was a, he was a great Springbok. He scored tries, and uh, at, at, you know, at, at will, he was a, he was a great finisher. He had a great yeah. ability to sniff out tries and and be in the right place at the right time. He read the game well. Um, he had all those earmarks of, of a great player, and and in that time, he, he shone. And, and you know, the other thing about him, he he wasn't a player or a human, a person who wanted to be up there in the lights. He was a real quiet, unassuming, almost quite a shy individual and and I think for him to be pushed out into the limelight the way he was at times I'm not sure he, he was ever really uncomfortable with it but it certainly wasn't where he actually wanted to be I think you know he was he was a shy guy but for him to have been uh, made rugby player of the year in 94 was thoroughly deserved 
1995, then obviously he was part of that World Cup squad. What did he bring to that team? Because uh, there was doubts about his injury, but he came back later in the tournament to play a very important role. Yes, I mean, the first thing was when he pulled his hamstring and, and had to withdraw from the squad before the start of the World Cup, it was a massive blow to us. You know, he was a great player. He was right player of the year, the year before. Yeah. Um, huge part of the team, huge part of the culture, huge part of the team spirit, one of the, you know, the, the, the most loved and adored players in that squad, one of the most respected. And so it was a, it was a blow. And, um, and obviously then we had that drama against Canada and we had a couple of sendings <laughs> off and he got brought back into the squad. He was fully fit and strong. And he just slotted back in like he had and missed a training session. And, and it was wonderful to have him back because, as I said, he's a, he's a great, he was a great part of any team. He was a great character as a human being, as a, as a member of a team, as a part of a game, and, and, and such, a, such a marvelous player. We saw over the weekend a number of players, the Tondarai Chavanga, J.P. Peterson, <coughs> tweeting that Chester inspired them to play rugby and believe they can be Springboks. Is that the part of the legacy he leaves behind? Uh, did he also become a symbol of hope during that time? Very much so, very much so. You know, he was in that 1995 squad, bear in mind, at the start of the tournament, we were an all-white squad. And yeah. then when Chizzy came in, he was the only non-white, the only black player in the squad. And, and, I, and I think he was a symbol of hope. He was a symbol of unity. He was a symbol that you could overcome this whole racial issue and, and become a part of, you know, that, 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 that I don't know, even know what to call it, a higher environment, the World Cup type environment. And he was inspirational, but I don't think he was only inspirational to Tonda and, and, and some of the black guys. He was inspirational to many of us, you know, just the, the way he went about things, the example he set as a human being, um, the love in his heart. He was, he, he was inspirational to, a whole generation on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. And did you see him going into coaching after his playing days? Was it something he spoke about? Um, I, so he, initially, I think he got involved in one or two businesses, and then, and then he, went, he, he started coaching. So I think when rugby is in your blood and it runs through your veins, then, then ultimately you will become a coach. <laughs> and for Chesia, there's no doubt rugby was in his heart, and it was, it was deep in, you know, inside that body of his and in, in his mind as well. He, um, I, I think he did quite well as a coach. You know, he took on some big, big um, challenges, and he mm-hmm. overcame them. And in the last, in a little while, he was doing a great job with UWC, and now getting involved all the way to province under 21s. I understand. Um, but but you know what? When when you are that passionate about the game, mm-hmm. and you are a mentor of young people, as Chizzy was, you know, he wasn't just a, a great coach. He was a, he's a great mentor and great example to the youth of this country. When you have those skills and, and, and your skill set is so good in that space, you are then born to be a coach. And Chizzy is a good coach. And just back to that 1995, Joel, a lot of you seem to have a close relationship with the former president, Nelson Mandela. Was Chester one of those also? So I don't know how close Chizzy was to Madiba. You know, I was fortunate um, to have spent a little bit of time with Madiba when I came back from the UK. But, you know, in that four years, things changed and moved on. I, you know, I, I can only tell you what I know of Chizzy. Yeah. Chizzy was a great family man and adored and loved his children, loved Maria, his wife. Um, and and uh, whether he was very close to Madiba, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not the, the right person to ask. But for you, what, what have you lost in Chester Williams? So I think for us as a 95 squad, we've lost, uh, you know, uh, we've lost a teammate, we've lost a brother, we've lost a uh, Great friend, we've, we've lost one of the characters of that squad. You know, we have a, a 
a way of communicating. We have a WhatsApp group, and yes. we chat from time to time, you know, almost daily. There's, there's stuff on our group. Judy was the guy who was always the warm, loving, um, heartfelt um, guy on, on, on that group. You know, the guy who, he was always sensible to talk to friends, some of the guys are not. But um, he was always sensible, but he always had a, a warm, loving something to say, you know, and, and that's what we'll, we'll miss. I was actually looking at some photos of him today. Mm. This morning I was, um, I was reminiscing a little bit and, I'm not one for living in the past, but I heard he was at a, an event in London about a year ago, and I googled the event. And in, at that event, there were every photo of Chesy. He was smiling with strange people that he probably never met before. And for me, that just epitomised the man. And, and that's what we have in our 95 group, and that's what we'll miss in, in, in our 95 group. We'll miss him as a friend and as a, as a, as a dear part of our lives. And I'll tell you, for the media, he was always available for an interview, Chester, regardless of which uh, publication and which media house you came from. Yeah. Whether it was 10 minutes before a Varsity Cup game, he was just always there to speak at Chester Williams. Finally, Joel Stransky, how, how would you like Chester to be remembered and what do we tell our kids about Chester Williams? Well, I think Chester was in, in many ways a pioneer. You know, he was um, a black player who played for South Africa before him, but I think he really became quite iconic in this country and and part of that, um, that that Rugby World Cup side that did so well, he scored four tries as you played, and you played the clips there against the Moe in the quarterfinal of a Rugby World Cup. Um, he was a sensational rugby player, and, and he deserves to be remembered as a sensational rugby player. But, but even more so, he was a sensational person, warm and loving and kind, and uh, he never had a bad thing to say and always had time for everyone. Great stuff. Joel, thank you very much for finding the time to speak to us. We really appreciate your contribution here on SAFM. No, it's my pleasure. Have a good evening and thanks to BC. Thank you. That's our icon there, Joel Ostransky, as we remember uh, Chester Williams. We're going to go over to UWC also to speak to the media manager there, uh, Mr. Hassan Abada. Uh, but uh, let's also go to the, do we have a voice note here that's come through on 061-4104107. Evening, Tabiso. I'd like to send my condolences to the family of Chester Williams, the man who played for the Springboks while it was not even fashionable to do so, when even this quota things were not in place. And we are all we can say is rest in peace, Chester Williams, who will forever be remembered in the rugby fraternity. Darwin Bloomfontein. So it's Musi. So yeah, um, just wanted to say, to send my sincere condolences to the Williams family. We have lost greatly as a country, an icon, a unifier. And uh, I just listened to Sispet, um, uh, Antipet's um, message, and really, really, we've lost as a country. So condolences to the family, and our prayers are with you during this testing time. Okay, we continue playing, paying tribute to uh, Chester Williams and we're now joined on the line by the media officer at the University of the Western Cape where Chester Williams was coach of the varsity team. Hassan Abada joins us on the line. Hassan, good evening from us on SAFM and thank you very much and please accept our condolences also. Thank you very much to be so. I saw on Twitter actually that um, if, I, if I remember correctly, you'd given Chester a lift the day before and even WhatsApped him on the morning of his death. How shocked were you then when you found out about his passing? 
That's correct, Abisa. So um, when I got the call from a journalist friend of mine to confirm the news, I hadn't um, heard the news by then, and I was just, this can't be true, you know? This phone call's not happening. I mean, that was my reaction. And then on the, at the same time, while I was on the line, I, got, I was getting a call from our director of sport, Mr. Mandla Gagai, to confirm the news. When I heard Mandla's voice, I knew that the news was true, you know? So it was it came as an incredible shock. Chester was in the gym a few hours before. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that that's what I remember about him. He... When I ever, whenever I went down to the sports stadium, Chester was on the treadmill, you know, while the players were out training. So he was a pretty fit guy. Mm. And uh, do you remember at all your last conversation or the, that WhatsApp message you were talking about? And is there anything you take out of it? So, um, you know, I was really protective of Chester as the media manager. And so the request on WhatsApp was from a journalist who wanted to interview him about his beer launch. So the beer was Chester's label um, that all the proceeds went to his foundation supporting young people and uh, people from previously disadvantaged backgrounds. So, uh, the, so when I asked Chester, he didn't hesitate. That was typical of the yeah. guy, very generous with his time. But it's the conversation I had with Chester the day before in the car, um, in the lift that I remember so clearly. You know, we... Um, Chester had wanted to walk down from the sports stadium to the admin block and I said don't be silly so him and his colleague Almin Kluter and my colleague Nashira Davids we 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 got into my car and um, I I reminded Chester of an incident where he had actually diagnosed my daughter Mm. with a concussion so my daughter had fallen off a bed Um, it wasn't funny at the time but Chester said uh, we, 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 we got Chester later on and he said to me take her to hospital she's got a concussion and he was spot on mm. so I actually jogged his memory and he remembered it quite fondly you know and and how would you describe his contribution then to the university you also posted a picture of how uh, those young boys that he coached love him and, and they re- he was more of a father and a mentor to him to them yeah so I think his contribution first of all to rugby at UWC was immense so Rugby has a special place at the university. It was used as a weapon against apartheid, you know, during the days when when the university was the university of the left, so it was used as a form of protest. But into, after our democracy, the dawn of our democracy, we had to compete on rugby terms, you know. And Chester was able to, again, make history at UWC by taking this university as a previous, uh, previously disadvantaged institution into the premier tournament of uh, Varsity Rugby, which is the FNB Varsity Cup. So two years running, he won the Varsity Shield with the boys, and then uh, they were elevated to the, to the Varsity Cup, and for the first time this year competed in that tournament, and he did everything in his power to get the match ready from... Uh, doctors who, who looked at the psychological state, you know, getting them ready for the game. I did some media training at Chester's BS with the boys. He took them away on pre-season camps. And like I say, he was like a father to them, you know. he was. It wasn't just about rugby. He was genuinely interested in their well-being and their personal circumstances. Do you think the country gave him the respect that he deserved? Look, I can only speak on a personal level. I think uh, Chizzy deserved to be 
um, mentioned in the in the name among the names of the greats in this country. I think Chester had a role to play. I know for a fact that he had designs on getting involved with the Springboks. Um, when you asked him about this, he was very kind of modest about it, but mm. you would break out into that trademark st- uh, smile of his, and you'd know that he, he was very hungry to get involved, whether it was with the Stormers, Western Province, or the Springboks, you know, and I think he, he offered a lot more that I genuinely believe, on a personal level, people overlooked. Mm. And finally, uh, how will the university remember Chester Williams this week? Okay, so on Wednesday, we have quite a, I, I think it will be a momentous occasion. So at the, it's a joint memorial with Chester's family and the university where we'll be remembering him. So the speakers will be drawn from the university and from the family. But we've got a few surprises lined up that I'm, I'm not at liberty to talk about just yet. But it will feature some of Chester's favorite artists performing. Um, Chester had this wish when uh, when he was alive, and he always used to tell his wife Maria that, you know, one day if I should pass away, I want to have a celebration, and not a somber occasion. I want people to be happy at my memorial and at my funeral service. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to have song and music remembering and celebrating Chester's life. Okay, great stuff. We'll keep the people updated and we'll share the word. You can also follow him on Twitter at Hassan Abada. Hassan, thank you very much for uh, finding the words and the time to speak to us here on SAFM. Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you, sir. That's the media manager at the University of the Western Cape, where they will remember Chester Williams on Wednesday. Up next, then, we are going to speak to the Curry Cup winning coach of the Cheetahs, Coach Franco Smith.